All right, BradCooney.com would like to welcome in from season 15 of The Voice, Mr. Michael Lee. What is up, Michael? Hey, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Hey, man. Honored to have you on board. Um, first and foremost, congrats uh, on a great blind audition, man. Talk about the blind audition a little bit. Yeah, um, it was the most nerve-wracking experience of my life, <laughs> I think, to date. Uh, it was pretty wild. Um, just going out there and being able to sing in front of those, those celebrities and that crowd, and it, it was just a, it was a blast. I'm, I'm lucky that I had one chair turnaround, much less, you know, three. Right. Now, you know what? How was it to, to sing in front of, like you said, I mean, those, the, the, the judges are all legends, um, and their backs are turned to you, and it's dark, and you know there's a crowd, and you know millions of people are going to be watching it. Like, how, how did that, I mean, kind of paint a picture for us, man. Like, how did you deal with all that? Yeah, so walking out there, it was, you know, it was pretty nerve-wracking, but, you know, it's, it's dead silent uh, on, on uh, and they're on the stage, everybody, the audience, I mean, there's quite a few people there, and then um, as soon as, like, I played that first note on guitar, and I hear it kind of, like, ring, like, it's in that warehouse, in that studio, just, like, reverberate off the walls, mm. like, I felt right at home, all the nerves went away, and, you know, just, just went for it, you know, once we're broken, uh, and it, it was wild, man. Yeah, man, I can imagine. You know, and, and, and a lot of the singers that I've interviewed from The Voice, this is my seventh season interviewing The Voice singers, um, have a similar um, account of what happens is because most of them are performers and been performing for a while, so they're right in their wheelhouse once they start singing or playing. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, like you said, that's, that's a perfect way to put it. it I, it's something that I've practiced and it worked my entire life up to that point, mm. you know. If, if you would have had me go on there and start dancing around, if I may have been a little bit nervous <laughs> and hearing the performance. But, uh, yeah, just playing music, especially playing blues music, that's, mm -hmm. that's what I've done my entire life. So I felt right at home. And, you, and, of course, you mentioned blues. You sang Thrill's Gone, of course, the B.B. King classic. Um, no pressure there. I mean, trying to, you know, to, to, to sing something as, you know, a B.B. King song. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, a, a side note, B.B. King's actually laid to rest just maybe maybe an hour from my house. I live in Mississippi. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, good stuff. All right, so... Go ahead, finish your thought, buddy. Yeah, B.B. King, he's a big influence on me. Uh, he, like, I've listened to his music ever since I can remember. Four years old, five years old, I went out and went to one of his concerts when I was really young and I knew who B.B. was. It wasn't just like I was tagging along with my parents. I wanted to go see B.B. King and there's there's something special about him and the life that he led, you know, playing tons of shows every year and just the impact that he had yeah. on, on everyone. Of course, he, you know, he came up in Mississippi and went through the civil rights uh, movement and um, God, I'd love to be able to sit down. I mean, God rest his soul, he's passed, he's, he's left us, but wouldn't it be great to sit down for a couple hours and just listen to that guy tell stories? Man, I would, I would die. I would, that would, I would have been, that would have made me super, super happy. He's, I've read his autobiography, uh, you know, watched that documentary that they have on him. Uh, I think it's Life of Riley. Yes. It, it's just amazing to see that he came, like he was raised, 
That's right. Absolutely. Well said, man. Um, was was there a lot of thought behind the, the choice of Thrills Gum? Because, of course, there's a million great blues songs to pick from, um, and a lot of good, other good, great B.B. King songs. What was it about that song that, that you wanted to do for the Blind Audition? You know, and you mentioned the band. I always like to give a shout-out to the voice band. Those guys are freaking amazing. They're killers, man. They're, they're amazing. Yep, they really are. All right, so um, when you started singing, of course, Adam was the first the first, uh, first guy to, to spin, to turn his chair, and then followed by Jennifer, and then Blake, ultimately. And um, So what was going through your mind when you got the first chair turn? Was, was there some... Were you really focused on the song, or did you... Did you notice Adam spin around and some of that weight came off your chest? I, well, I saw him turn around and I consciously made an effort to look away mm-hmm. because I knew I was just going to start grinning from ear to ear and I was going to forget to finish the song. So, like, when he turned around, uh, I just, I was like, focus, like, finish the song, finish the song. Just let's just see how many you can get now. Because my idea going in, especially with the scatting of the guitar work and stuff like that, I had a feeling that. You know, as long as I, I mean, like, Adam knows guitar players, and he, yeah. he normally turns around guys that are playing for playing guitar. So it was a conscious effort to kind of throw in some of those things to try to get him to turn around. But, uh, and I would have loved to go on with Adam. But it was it was just exciting to get one chair turned, because it, it just means the world to me and my wife. And, uh, you know, for that moment, everything to work up to that moment and actually mm-hmm. get Yes. Yeah, so, yep. And, and and Adam picked up that that you were that you were playing guitar too while he had his back turned to you. I don't know if you saw the video of your band audition, but he he picked up on that quick. So they 
have to guess, and you know, there's a great guitar player in the band. That's right. So the only way I think, only thing, only way I think that they could, that you would know, is if I was singing along with the line that wasn't, didn't sound organized, it didn't sound planned or rehearsed, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, Adam's a great guitar player himself, and he's just kind of dialed into that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. He, he's a great guitar player. Really I was is. just watching his, uh, was that with Bruno Mars? Was that with Bruno Mars? I can't. I can't remember if it was that or. I but think he sounded amazing. I think he. I think it was. I think Bruno I saw a video. No, that's what I'm about to say because I was shocked because I saw Adam Levine do a tribute to Prince, um, Purple Rain, and Bruno Mars got up there with his guitar and they both were jamming. I was like, wow! I had no clue that Bruno can play that good because he was hanging right in there. He is. He plays everything right, sings, produces. Yeah. That, that dude's a powerhouse. I would love to jam with him or Adam any day. That would be a blast. And Bruno does not lip sync also, which is awesome. Right, he does everything. Well, okay. it's just, he's a singer, man. Yeah, he exactly. Just, he can go up there and kill it. Exactly. Even on an off night, he still sounds great. Yeah, he's <laughs> tremendously talented. So, um... So, it's, usually it's not a good thing when people throw stuff at you, but when Jennifer throws her shoe at you, you're in good shape. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, fun little story. Um, back in my hometown, Fort Worth, I used to run like a blues jam on Sunday nights and stuff like that. Yeah. And this was probably seven years ago, eight years ago, and what we would do is if somebody was just, I don't know where it came from, where it started, but if somebody was just singing, like just really, really singing, or playing a great guitar solo or something, you know, just going off, we would all start throwing our boots up on the stage. <laughs> really? So, and by the end of the song, you know, like, it would look like a Payless shoe store. And it would be great, and it was such a fun time, and so whenever she threw that, like, I felt right at home. Yeah. So, like, I know exactly what that means, and, and it's... It was just really cool to kind of get that, and also, you know, just it just brought back some really positive memories for me. Sure, that's a great story, man. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, all right, so you ultimately you picked Blake, and um, I, you know, the thing is, you can't go wrong with any coach up there. I mean, no matter who picks what, if you have choices, I mean, you go you go with what your gut tells you to do, but you really can't go wrong by picking any of them. But you went with Blake. So, did any of the other judges uh, that that turned? Um, have a shot, or did you were, you, or were you set on Blake if he turned? Um, I really, alright, so the, the one coach that I really, really wanted to go with was Kelly Clarkson. Oh, wow, awesome. Okay. It, it was gonna be, it was gonna be an easy choice for me because she's from Burleson, Texas, which is 10 minutes away from Fort Worth. Ah. And I was just gonna keep it all in the family, you know, all Texas and Fort Worth, and that would make my decision really easy because she can also, she, you know, Fort Worth is such an interesting place because you get all the soul blues and then also the country and western all kind of blend together. And Kelly knows that better than everybody or anybody. And um, so it was, I think she would have been a really, really good fit for me. And, but whenever she didn't turn around, it was really just kind of open game whenever it was the other three. And um, I went with Blake because... He's just, he's more laid back. I've watched the show quite a bit, uh, especially whenever I've had friends on the show, like Austin Alsop and Luke Wade and Matt Tedder. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've, I kind of know 
tendencies. Yeah. So what I really always enjoyed about Blake and the, his style of coaching is that he doesn't really get bogged down in the details too much. He doesn't. Um, he's more like a big picture kind of guy mm-hmm. and wants to make sure that right path and he, he doesn't steer you out of your lane too much and let right. you be you and try to change you hardly at all. So me being 30 and doing this for 10 plus years, I know like what my thing is and mm-hmm. he, he sees that and I just knew that he was gonna, he's not going to treat me, uh, treat me wrong or you know he's going to do me right. You know, you made some solid, solid, really strong points there. And, and the thing about this this show, it is a competition, and song selection is is just massively important. And Blake is fantastic at making sure his team doesn't get into a song that doesn't, you know, or that that they can't knock out of the park. Right. Yeah, Blake's great with that. Yeah, man. Or at least from what I've watched. So, so what kind of song do you think I should go with? If, you know, for... You know, the, 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 I think Steve... Are you asking me or are you, are you uh, telling, telling me what, what Blake says to you? Uh, I'm, I'm asking you a question. Great. Like, what, 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 kind of, what kind of music would you see me singing? Oh, I, well, I think Stevie Ray Vaughan would be, would be brilliant for you because you play guitar, plus you have that voice. Um, so right. like Stevie Ray would be great. Um, um, she's a million different blues. You could probably do Ray Charles stuff too if you wanted to. Um, oh man, Ray stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, Muddy Waters. I mean, the thing is, you know, they, this this competition is all about getting votes too. So you have to play that into into consideration. Like, how many of the, of the you know, if if they do the votes through Twitter and through through social media like they've done in other seasons, you got to get people to vote for you. So. How many people out there of younger, you know, the younger age are going to know Muddy Water stuff or Stevie Ray Vaughan? So yeah. a lot of thought process that goes into it. You know what I mean? It's not just a matter of what you can sing, yeah. right? You have to garner. You have to get get those votes too. That's free yeah. advice. I give you some free advice, my brother. I agree. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, how's the reaction been home back home at the hometown since since uh, you were opening you know, up all over America's TVs? Knocking on two million, man. You're right at like two million, close to it. It's it's just wild, man. And and I'm so lucky being. Uh, I keep harping on Fort Worth, but I'm really really proud of that city and what they're doing. They've got uh, initiatives now. I was just at a meeting last night. They had initiatives for to help artists, you know, with touring and oh, and helping them with, you know, getting them signed and recording. And uh, the actual there's a studio in town that actually did all of Leon Bridges. Oh wow! And so they're they're just partnering with them and just trying to make everybody realize that Fort Worth is a is a music city and they're they're trying to limit the migration to Nashville and LA and and just trying to keep people home. So it's it's wild been. So I had that support from the mayor, had the support from uh, you know the tourism department and all that stuff. It's just been just been crazy, man. It's been wonderful. 
Look, real quick, the back when I used to live in uh, in New Braunfels, Texas. I, I lived in Texas for ten years. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you just right there in the hill country, just north of San Antonio. Um, back in the nineties, yeah. there was a guy named Ian Moore who played Austin Sixth Street. Man, that guy is he's a freaking god guitar player in blues. But then he switched genres. He, he went towards a folk. He moved out to Seattle and then and really focused on a folk music career, which is great. But I loved his yeah. stuff back in the nineties when he was doing that that that. Uh, blues rock stuff he was doing. Yeah, he's he's back to doing that blues rock stuff now. Oh, really? That's and fantastic, man. He's a he's a huge influence on me, and that would be that would be something that even though I don't know how many that the younger generation would recognize some of his songs, but like Satisfied is one. Satisfied, or oh, you know what? If you want to do a slower song, what about Blue Sky? It's like that's one of my favorite Ian Moore songs. Yeah, so there you go. There's an idea. That's <laughs> such a good song. It really is. Uh, I haven't. I got to open up for him a couple years back, and he was one of the most genuine, nicest people I think I've ever met in my life. There was like a line of like 200 people just trying to say hi to him yeah. after the show, and he spent like five to seven minutes with each single person. Yeah, very down to earth guy. And with his shows back, I used to see him on Sixth Street in Austin. And he would put on like two and a half, three hour shows, dude. And then, and then he would be take pictures with you know, um, with fans and autographs. He was so cool, so good, good dude. Yeah, he's he's cool. Yes, sir. So how long have you been playing? I got uh, two more, the two more questions. I'm gonna let you go because we're running up about twenty minutes. Um, how long have you been playing guitar, man? Because you're you're like really good. <laughs> I've been playing uh, guitar since I was twelve. I'm thirty now. Yeah. So I guess eighteen years. And, you know, my main influence was Stevie Ray and B.B. King and Robert Cray and, yeah. you know, later on, uh, you know, Derek Trucks and Gary Clark yeah. Jr. and all those guys. But, yeah, I've been playing guitar for a long time. I started singing only, like, about when I was 20 or 21. That's fantastic, man. Another guy I like is Johnny Lang. Oh, yeah, he's great. Another, and that's another guy right up your genre. All right, so last thing I got for you, man, then I'll let you tell everybody where they can follow you on your social media. But what's some advice you can share to somebody listening to this podcast that's thinking about trying out for a future season on The Boys? What, what could, what's some advice you can tell them? Um, make sure, uh, I don't know, I, I would do it. I would try out. You never know what, what's going to, you know, never know what's going to happen. I did it on the whims. Me and my wife were down in, you know, Houston. And we were just, we were just kind of made a little date out of the weekend and mm-hmm. then just uh, auditioned and we're like, let's just see what happens. So you never know what's going to happen. My advice would be to sing what's really on your heart and soul. You know, do what you're really most passionate with and uh, and that's going to come across. That's great advice, man. Just go for it, man. All right, man. So um, I really appreciate you doing this, man. I wish you the best of luck going forward. Hopefully we can get you back on later on in the season and to do a follow-up. Um, and before I let you go, I want to give you a chance to tell everybody out there listening where they can follow you. It's going to be important when the come vote, you know, vote comes um, on your social media and things like that. Uh, see and follow me that way. 